What's up, everybody? Welcome to the House of Mario, the South Australian Nintendo podcast that is backed by 120 Power Star Rating. I'm your host, Drew Agnew, and the doors to episode 159 are open. This week, we're talking about Horror Warriors Age of Calamity. Scott Pilgrim is coming back, and Retro Studios has found their director. Wow. Finally, some development. Wow. Beautiful. Yeah, and the talk all about that is my best mate, Bryce DeWitt. Hello. 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 How are you, son? Yes, I'm, I'm pretty good. Yeah. Are you winning? Oh, yeah, no, I'm winning. I'm uh, getting the higher scores. I'm getting to the end of the level. I'm uh, rescuing the princess. I'm capturing the... The bad guys? I'm doing all the things in the video games well, that they be, tell me to do. You'll be doing that three times over on Friday. Yeah, I will be. Mm, Maybe yeah. not all on Friday, but... Yeah, you can try. I'll get the, the games ready. You're telling me you're not a Premier Mario speedrunner? No, definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've even tried, to be no, honest. No, no. Except for Mario Bros. 1. That's a fun one to try and um, speedrun. That is going to be a speedrun category for this game, is complete all those games. Oh. Yeah, that'd be sick. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they already have kind of a speedrun category for 3D Mario, which is beat all 3D Mario games or whatever. But now, like, I think this is like a, this is going to be a more confined way to do it, which is awesome. So, Mm. yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I've been sort of like uh, reading about the the game coming out and a lot of people are saying like, oh, you know, they got nostalgia for maybe Super Mario 64, but they fell off the Wii pretty early and they haven't played Mario Galaxy. I'm like, man, you guys are going to have a great time oh, yeah. Mario fantastic, Galaxy fantastic game and also kind of outraged me a bit because I remember back in the day I'm like there's 102 million Wii's out there and ha- I, I can't remember the exact sales was it like 10 million or 8 million for Mario Galaxy I'm like who doesn't have this game who has a Wii yeah right because it's yeah. a lot of people and now they're coming out the woodwork like oh yeah this will be a good opportunity to play Mario Galaxy I'm like where the fuck were you? Yeah, what were exactly. you playing on your Wii? Yeah, yeah. One, ten, uh, one out of ten Wii owners own yeah. that game. Now, like, you know, the, the sort of the reasoning is like, I had an Xbox 360 and I just like looked at Nintendo as like, you know, the kiddie rubbish system. But just ignore that for one second and play Mario Galaxy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah please. Uh, yeah. You'll see what you're missing out on. Yeah, now you can play it. Hmm. Cool. Exactly. So, Bryce, it's been a, been a big week in video games and... Um, this is non-Nintendo related, but I'm I'm pretty excited about all the Xbox stuff that's came out over the last uh, week or so. You know what? I haven't paid much attention except for oh, really? except for the console prices and stuff. Mm. Yeah, I think I think like at this point, I'm a little bit disinvested in next generation consoles. Could just be me, but it's like, yeah, the asking price at the moment for us for the proper Series X console is seven hundred and fifty dollars. Mm-hmm. It's a bit up there, yeah. sort of, sort of in that range of. Mm. It's what I expected, though. To be honest, I expected yeah me, seven to eight hundred bucks. Me too, but I think like after paying, yeah, I know, I know it's not a, a sweet comparison or anything, but after paying like four hundred for my Switch, which I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm still honestly like, even if I pick up a new console, I'm still probably going to play more. You know, I'm like, hmm, it's nearly double the price. There's a lot of people that are just like, Nintendo are really going to have to keep up now. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, man, no. I'm like, you, you, you consider you've got a Mario and Zelda at the end of this year coming up on Christmas and the Switch has two models. One of them is extremely cheap. The, one, the other one is 
half the price of the Premiere console. So, you know, it's like I understand maybe um, it won't compete on the same level as maybe... How much was the cheap Xbox? Like 450 500 um, It's 500 here. Yeah, 500 Series S. Yeah. yeah. Like, okay, so maybe in, 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 that con- like in that context, maybe, but it also only has like a 500 gigabyte hard drive. And I just want to make like clear mention... Do you guys understand how big a Call of Duty game is on a yearly basis now? Yeah, it'd be a fifth of that hard drive. The current yeah. one is 200 gigabyte. Oh, shit, that big. All right, it's going to be- It is nearly <laughs> half the size of that hard drive. Yeah. Like, you are going to have to buy more hard drive space. So you cannot tell me that, you know, at the end of the day, it is going to be like, oh, well, it's a next generation console and I'm getting it for like uh, maybe $100 more than uh, the Switch. And then it's like, yeah, but you're also probably going to have to pay $200 for the mm. expandable memory. Remember the Switch's price. It isn't 400 it's 470 So it's like right in the ballpark. Yeah, but it, it always goes down to that mark. You know, like 400 430 around about that mark. And yeah, if you're savvy and you're waiting for your specials. yeah, That's right, yeah. And around Christmas, there will be that. Yeah, know? yeah, with bundles and you know, that stuff. Yeah. Like it, it, it's, it's not going to suffer. And obviously with the rumours, which I dare say we'll probably be talking about during this show you know they're, they're probably preparing a console for next year anyway like I, I understand like for the most part it is it is very much like uh it, it's a completely different offering and it's the same thing it's the same thing we've always argued about nintendo is that yeah when you drop the money on it you get a different offering but like for 750 dollars for me personally i'm like mm, i feel like i could wait half a year and that would drop down a bit especially after what happened with the 3DS being $350 and that almost being regrettable, except for the fact we got the the exclusive GBA. They threw us some ROMs and we were chuffed. Oh, uh, yeah, we were, yeah. And they were exclusive to us. They never got re-released. So, you mm. know, I was sort of like, well, okay, maybe I don't don't regret it that much. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, personally for me, I'm really excited. I'm planning on... At least, at least trying to get one of... Um, I'm going to try and pre-order one of each. Not not the Xboxes. I mean the Xbox and the PlayStation. Yeah. Um. So I'm I'm really quite excited uh, for the next generation consoles and um seeing the Series X. I think it's cool. There's a the fact that you can play like next generation games on like a much cheaper box is really cool. Obviously, there's some uh, downgrades just with not running 4K and um it being digital only. What I what I haven't seen people talk about it being a digital only is like a lot of people saying like this is the cheap option. Everyone's going to be getting it. This is going to be the option where you know. Your parents are getting it for your kids to play Fortnite, to play Call of Duty, to play like all of like the big games that people play it through the years. But um, it's now made, if you're on the Xbox ecosystem, um, physical games are now like a luxury. Like they're, they're for the top of the range sort of machine. They're not for just like anyone in that ecosystem. Mm. And I find that kind of interesting. And it depends where PlayStation is going to go with their digital version that if they price that right down, that that means physical games now on these consoles are actually going to be pretty uncommon. Yeah, which sucks. Yeah. In my opinion. Like, again, I, I, I want to stress the fact that it's got a 500 gigabyte hard drive, you know, and if you're considering like a physical media, actually, typically, if you own the physical media, it takes up less space on your console. Like, Yeah, I don't think it does though, because it, like, it takes it from the disc. It does a little bit. Yeah, it does. As far as I'm concerned, it doesn't install literally everything. I've seen differentiating sizes. Yeah, depends on like the devs and that. But I think for the most part, they chuck the whole game on there to try and get it to 
load quicker and whatever. But yeah, anyway, I'm excited about the the Xbox stuff. And um, just um, on EA Access as well, that's being yeah that's thrown been, into um yeah yeah thrown into Game Pass yeah ultimate, and like yeah. that that's the thing um that I've been sort of preaching this entire time is Game Pass is such a fucking good system yeah and like going into the next generation knowing that if I want to go and spend seven hundred and fifty dollars on that box, which you know that that could still be a thing I do. I'm not I'm not counting counting and ruling it out just yet. It is still quite steep. But knowing that I'm gonna have so much available to me day dot for a very measly subscription that I'm already paying for anyway, you know, I'm I'm curious. Yeah. Mm. And and I'm not gonna pick up the digital only console. I would be picking up the big boy. The big like, boy. Yeah. Cause I I'm not I'm not, you know, I'm not about that digital only, never owning a, a physical game sort of thing. And yeah. I, I, See, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the same way. Like, I'm, I'm quite happy to download even, like, like, Switch is different, but for my Xbox, <laughs> if I'm getting, say, a Ubisoft game, like, I'm like, you know what? I don't need to own this forever. <laughs> I, no. Like, I, I am more up to getting rid of that yeah. than, like, a first-party Nintendo game. Absolutely. So, those consoles, I do want the discs. Mm. And, like, around here, too, you can get, in Australia, it's like a, there's a big reason to still get physical discs. Um, whereas, like, in the US, stuff does go on sale quite as much at launch but now here it's like oh 70 bucks for this instead of 110 yeah it's like it's kind of a no-brainer you save that much more money just going to big w to pick it up there instead of the playstation network or whatever so yeah that's right yeah 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 so i mean yeah but either way yeah that's the only reason i would ever be on the cards at the moment is game pass i think uh at least for the start of the generation like i i i, I realized that uh, Microsoft are going to have like less of an exclusive lineup at launch, I guess, in comparison to PlayStation. But yeah, <laughs> you know, knowing knowing that that won't really matter in a lot of ways, and that there's full backwards compatibility, and you know, they're going to have Game Pass on there, which will also lead into that full backwards compatibility. That game's going to have a huge catalog coming right out the gate. You know, even even if it's not entirely new games or whatever have you um and you know sort of in a testament to how you've been using game pass to play indie games and stuff like that just to mm. you know sort of fill in time and stuff like that like you've 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 said you've gone on record on this show <laughs> that you've been that you've touched your xbox a little bit more lately because of that fact like i feel like pretty much the same way if i'm dropping 750 dollars on a box i want something to play on it day dot yeah it's kind of a no-brainer really at least for me. Yeah. I mean, like, sort of like the se- the 750 for the price range is what I was expecting. And also, like, looking into, um, uh, like, the uh, the three the 3000 series for the RTX cards that have just been announced. Mm-hmm. I'm like, looking at them like, oh, yeah, sounds good. Oh, yeah, I might get the um, the 3080 or something. It's like, you know, that's like 1200 bucks. But yeah, you know what? I wouldn't mind getting that. I'll spend, like, a, a few more hundred dollars on that I was originally going to spend, and I'll get that. But then it's like... With these prices, it's also like I can get both consoles <laughs> for the same price as that one part. But obviously, the performance for this thing's gonna uh, blow well, these other things out the water as well. Yeah, here's the thing with those graphics cards too: is that investing in that now is going to future-proof you like way through past next, like even into next generation. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's it's kind of it's kind of almost like a, a like a a friggin' pistol shot to the foot to the consoles in a, in a lot of ways. Because it's like, and look, don't get, don't get me wrong. I know developers aren't going to be a customizing for PC specifically, especially when it comes to these cards. But it's sort of like 
they've just announced all the the new consoles and stuff. They're like, oh my god, like here's the new graphics, and everybody's like, whoa! And like, imagine the shit that's going to be achievable on PC when they've already superseded the consoles' graphics cards before they even come out. Mm. It's absolutely mental. Yeah, it's, but it's not like they can put something like that in the console anyway. You're not going to be spending two grand on a. But they will next generation. Console. That's what yeah, I'm yeah, saying. Next, like, gen- you know. next generation when the prices go down and that. Yeah. You know what? I think I think it, I think that's almost an arguable point. I think they absolutely could put something like that in, um, like the current console generation. Probably not at the price that it's currently at. Yeah, probably not. No, no one will buy it. <laughs> but in saying that, it would also ensure the longevity of the consoles an extra five to ten years. And I think, um, you know, if it weren't for the fact that they were more interested in selling something, everybody on the annual um, in order to sort of generate more revenue yeah. and whatever it may be, like there, there is a potential to make a console now that would last 15 years, but they're not going to do that. <laughs> so mm. these are the cards you'll probably see um, in, in, you know, six years time in the consoles when they do their inevitable yeah. Pro, yeah, and I feel like um with uh, how Xbox has set up its naming conventions, we'll be seeing new series like more frequently. I feel maybe every couple of years would be nice. Yeah. And like I think we 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 also talked about the Switch going like the Apple method, and you know yeah going with just like an upgrade every you know every maybe about five years or something like that, and just making the Switch the premiere and ideal. Uh, piece of hardware from now on mm. and you know what I feel like uh, you know again and I'm pretty sure I said it back then too but I feel like that's the way Nintendo need to go I think they've found their their dead niche like yeah you know this is what people want this is what people want they want a handheld console and they also want something they can play on their TV it's like one package you're like wicked yeah. I was thinking about this like um, from the Wii U people people counted Nintendo out they needed to do some of the crawl back in and like really vamp up and that's what the switch did um typically their handhelds have been a lot more successful than their consoles so with the switch coming in and sort of saying it's the console but really it's not it is the handheld i wonder if now that we're talking about like the switch pro and all that last year uh maybe being like just the box on the tv like if that happens can you see the switch sort of being the sort of trojan horse like yeah yeah no no we just do this is our console, whatever, and then eventually they start having like expanding the range like, with the Switch Lite, the Switch itself, the Switch console, and like actually have these different versions of the products out there to sort of crawl back into that console, like that real console um, space. Mm. All right, we're going to talk about this now. Yeah, may as well. Yeah, okay. All right, well, the way I want to see the Switch move forward is... The way, okay, the way you sort of got to look at, um, again, it, it, it does revert back to Apple products. When you look at Apple products, they have a really diverse ecosystem. Uh, Microsoft's trying to do that with gaming, you know, with yeah. having the Xbox on the TV and having your PC in your office and, you know, you, you're doing your thing or your laptop on the go or whatever. And I think that's beautiful. And I think, like, it's a really good ecosystem. And I think Nintendo can very much achieve the same thing, that, but it's purely for gaming, you know? Yeah. And I think that's, you know, really important. Obviously, when you've got an ecosystem with uh, Microsoft at the moment, you've got laptops, PCs, and then you've got the box on the TV. But, you know, PCs aren't cheap, for one. You know, uh, you have to really be in that mindset of, like, I will build a PC 
uh, I will be willing to spend two thousand dollars on it at least. And then with a laptop as well, that's another che- non-cheap expense. It's like you you spend at least one point two grand on a laptop for a decent laptop. Yeah, for gaming. Yeah, for gaming. Yeah, and then you sort of just end up in this this cycle of like I I do have all these things, and it works very much the same way as what say the Switch would, I guess. Uh, but it has inevitably cost me like four grand to get that set up. Whereas Nintendo, you could have something like that, except that you've got the box on the TV, you've got an integrated cloud save with your Switch or whatever. Um, you've you've got the box on the TV, you've got the dock for your Switch, so you can just yip yip without having to worry about the, clou- <laughs> the cloud <laughs> saving. Yeah, yip 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 yip, whatever. Um, so basically, you'll have a box under the TV and... If you've got the box under the TV, that works as a full-ranged cloud device where you can move your stuff to Switch and Switch Lite without having to worry about all the stupid restrictions you put on it. Um, You've got uh, the regular Switch, which is obviously like for the people that are like, you know what, like I like nice looking things, but I'm not, you know, that dedicated to it. And I'd rather just like the one experience, like zips up, cool. And then you've got. <laughs> Is that hey? That, that's how we're doing it. That's right? how you pick up your switch. So zip, 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 zip top, <laughs> zip top. Um, and then you've got like uh, I mostly want to play handheld, um, but I have the want to maybe upgrade to like a TV experience in the future, which is the biggest problem with the Switch Lite at the moment is that it's a gateway into the console. That just locks it off. That yeah. just blocks it off. Mm. So it's sort of like, well, I could just buy the box and then I could use the integrated cloud saving with the Switch Lite and make that my daily driver. And then when I come home, I can just re-upload my save to the cloud, boot up the box under the TV. We're good. And you know what? I think like that's that's a pretty good ecosystem just in itself. Um, and I don't think it'd be that expensive to achieve realistically like if uh they're aiming for 4k on a switch and it is a box under the tv you know you are probably looking at around about the same price if you add like the nintendo premium or whatever you want to call on top of it i don't think it'll ever hit the same price range as those consoles uh simply because they have to make the and it probably shouldn't no and it probably shouldn't yeah um but they do have to make the hardware to fit all three of those things and whether um there will be extra downloadable options for games like texture upgrade packs or whatever for the box to make your games look stunning or whatever, or, you know, just that type of thing. I think that's purely possible and can make it work with like the ecosystem of those three things. You've got the standalone, you've got the, you've got the two standalones that do their individual jobs. And then you've got the one package that does both. Mm. But basically what it, what it does is that, um, you know, you've got the weaker model, the middle model, middle model, and then the strong model. And the weaker and the middle model, you can uh, make operate with the stronger model if necessary. Um, but if you just buy the stronger model, you're obviously not going to have that portability, which, you know, that's sort of like takes away from the name a little bit. But I feel like if you're already invested in the Switch, the reason you are invested is because you're invested in the portable. And yeah. then the box is another option to buy if you want something that's... There's a, there's a rare person yeah. out... There's There are other rare people out there that like never take their Switch out the dock. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. There, there are people that... Um, that's not the minority. Um, majority, sorry. No, that's, yeah. not the, that's not the majority at all, no. There's a lot of people that play those games that have cloud saving enabled and the ones, you know, 
they're, they're the ones that are like, oh, I don't really care about Animal Crossing or Pokemon. I just want to play my Legend of Zelda. Like, whatever. And they do do that already. And I think, like, that's 100% possible. And I think if Nintendo ease up a little bit and um, sort of unrestrict that cloud saving, having a box under the TV is not a, you know, a big no-no for them. I think that's, you know, perfectly sort of in the market, especially these days. Um, like, you don't really obviously see the new president i'm going to call them new presidents of uh japan and america um they don't show they don't show up much i feel like they're far more business-minded and i feel like they are probably trying to reach a bit more to catching up to the market in terms of you know reach and grasp and what they want out of their consoles Mm. And I think, um, you know, because they're sort of newer generation and moving forward, that's exactly what they're trying to do is now that they've sort of got a new person in the position, they want to close the leverage. Obviously, I don't think it'll ever be the same. But with these rumors of like, because even Bloomberg reported on it and everything. Do you want me to read about it? Yeah, go for it. Yeah. Yeah, because actually, like we've talked about, you know, Switch Pro, Switch, new Switch, new 4K this. And I'm like, did we talk about this last week? I actually couldn't remember. But looking at no, the, we didn't. No, looking at the date, we couldn't have talked about it. No, but we talked about something else last week. Yeah, that's right. Which yeah. I've actually forgotten because these weeks are moving very slow. They are, yeah, <laughs> for me, for <laughs> everybody at the moment. Oh, it's just yeah. like, oh my god, just hurry the hell up, let's get out of this year. Yeah. Um. So the, uh, I'm, this is a write up from my Nintendo News, which is obviously taking its news from Bloom- Bloomberg. Yeah. Um. Bloomberg is reporting uh, this morning which was on the 9th, I believe, uh, that they have heard from several developers who have told them that Nintendo is asking them to make their upcoming video games 4K ready. While it's unlikely that the heavily rumoured revised Switch... Um, revised... Rumored revised switch uh, unit. I thought it said until uh, units will <laughs> um, output at native 4K resolution. It is likely that the games will be upscaled like the PlayStation 4 Pro's checkerboard technique. Uh, the revised unit is expected early next year and Nintendo is reportedly reportedly planning a number of releases for its debut in 2021. Um, so, yeah, more sort of rumours backing up a new Switch for next year. Yeah, and it's from like a pretty credible source, obviously, too. Mm. You know? Oops, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Bloomberg, like a, you know, a serious website. Yeah, that's right, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, um. I don't know if I have so much more to say than I've already said, like maybe probably the last couple of weeks, but I'm looking forward to a new Switch. Um, it's I'm just interested to see what it is, whether it is a, um, you know, a switchable Switch, a handheld Switch, which has a just more beef in it, or it's got something to do with the dock, or it is just a box. I'm just not sure if it's too manageable on something that can do what the current Switch does in a 4K resolution. Like, mm. I feel like they would have to pack that thing to the rafters and yeah, it would be yeah. like a brick. Well, we're, we're seeing with the Xbox Series S, you know, that's a powerful box. That's a $500 um, box, but doesn't have, obviously isn't portable. Yeah, and that's still, you know, pretty high price tag. So for Nintendo to um, to make an actual Switch, and like, look at the Switch at the moment. It's, it Some third-party games can barely run in 480, <laughs> you know? So 4K is just like a massive jump. Yeah. And 4K um, in handheld mode, you know, it's really a waste of time. Mm. So having having uh, 4K built into the unit itself, um, it kind of makes it like that's a waste of time. So it's just like really for the TV mm. um, play. Yeah. 
And that's that's what gets me in on it mm. too. Is I'm sort of like this thing would have to be beefy as hell to manage 4K as it is. Um and to be completely honest with you, like as as good as NVIDIA are and their chipsets are just in general, because you know, they're the they're the premier thing you look for when you look at graphics cards, obviously. It's not often um most people talk about the uh AMD range. It doesn't happen very often. Yeah. Um it uh it's it it is a big thing uh looking at it from the perspective of if they try to find a way to fit this in a handheld console, it's gonna be so big it hurts. Um so if they're preparing for 4K, is it just a box? Yeah. Um where they create a better ecosystem. Yeah. It could be that, but sort of where my mind went as well. Um, NVIDIA's got sort of technology where it can um, super sample your games and do anti-analysing and all of that as well. So whether there's a dock that has sort of that technology built into it and it can sort of just um, have like a little bit of, maybe not even computing power, but just like change the image for the TV and where's that's not built into the actual switch itself. Yeah, but, but I, the question is, is that achievable? Uh, <laughs> achievable by one USB-C port. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think... I don't it's a think, lot for that thing to do, but, you know, yeah. USB-C, it's, it's a versatile port, but... Yeah, but it, like, I don't it's, know, yeah, it's doing I, several things at yeah, once. Yeah, ex- exactly, yeah. You know, I don't know. It, it's charging, it's doing dr- data transfer, it's doing, you know, like literally everything. Mm. You plug a you plug an Ethernet adapter into the switch, it's managing, it's, you know, acting as a USB hub, mm. like, for, for that, and then... You know, it it really is already doing a lot. So I just don't understand how a, just a simple dock would fix that. And I feel like it would need more connections, you know. And if that is the case and they re- they're releasing a new Switch, right? And they're like, this new Switch has everything you like about the, the current model, which is like the extended battery life with the better processor, et cetera, et cetera. You know, a bit more oomph in it. Um because that's what people were asking for when the OG switches launch was like the next, the next beef up would be like extra battery and whatever. And we got that, but think of it again. And then instead of just the one USB C port down the bottom, it actually has a few connections probably. And then a beefier dock on top of it. And then you're looking at probably about a 750 price tag around about then. Um, Oof, that doesn't sound like Nintendo though, but you know what? Uh, yeah, but like I said, times are times are a changing, and yeah. you know, with new company heads, I think they are looking to close that gap a bit more. Um, it doesn't seem too obvious right now, but if you've if you've sort of noticed, like for for a while now, they've been relatively quiet up until it's just like a random announcement out of nowhere. Yeah, you know, and that's that's exactly what's happened. So whether whether they're sort of like they don't want to plan too much ahead, and I think this is the thing is everybody's like, when's the Nintendo Direct coming? And then they're just like, oh, we're thinking about moving away from Directs. I'm not I'm not 100% convinced that's it because they get a lot of hype off Directs, you know? They're, they're a really good source of money-making. Yeah, it's working well for them. It's kind of a weird thing to throw away. To you know? just throw away, exactly. So in my head, I'm sort of processing, and with this news saying, oh, make, it, make your games 4K ready, in my head, that sort of says... Maybe they don't want to conjuncture these things all in one space 
and then announce them all together and get people to get their announcements ready and stuff like that. And they're instead telling people, look, make them 4K ready. And then when they're 4K ready, let us know. And then when they do the announcement, that's when they'll have a big bomb drop of all these things that are going to be 4K ready for the console when it comes out. Mm. And that'd be it. But like the thing is, is if they don't have anything when they announce that, it's they're going to try they well they're going to find it to be a very hard sell because they're like you know here's they're like here's the games that'll be 4k uh when they come out and they'll be like breath of the wild 2 <laughs> that's it we're, you know we're patching odyssey we're, we're patching a, we're patching a couple games we're, we're patching mario 64 god it looks crisp <laughs> yeah, we got that modder on board. Anyway, yeah. Um, Mario's knee, just a polygon, is that sharp or cut your neck? <laughs> <laughs> it's like a razor blade. Um, but they have to have like a little a little nest egg of games to really push that product, oh, especially yeah. if it's more expensive than the OG Switch. Because parents are going to look at it and they're going to go, why would that one be so expensive? But this one's not. And then... You, <laughs> You get Mr. Game Man come over. He's like, yeah, man, it's because it's in 4K. Oh, and that, just, oh that will do it. Oh, yep. Just, oh, it's, <laughs> it's just like, well, why is 4K necessary? And it's just like, well, the, you could play these games in 4K, right? And oh. there's there's this game that requires this Switch. And just like a little, a little nest egg of reasons as to why you would want... Something that's seven hundred and fifty dollars as opposed to four hundred and fifty. Mm. You know, yeah. I think I, I think know, so there it, is some reasoning there. I don't think it would be anywhere near sort of what uh what the other guys are charging, like Series X and PlayStation Five. We we will see. We will see. We definitely will see. It, it is yeah. new times. It is yeah. new times, and this year is all f- all kinds of fucking weird already. Because like I could, it's pretty easy to sort of like predict what a a remodel of the switch would look like, you know, a bit more power, a bit more RAM, maybe an SSD in there, you know, just to really speed stuff up, loading and all that. Like you can sort of see it, but when they say 4K, like, oh, that's a huge jump. And then it's a big jump. So it makes you think like, is it still a portable? Is it this? So it really sort of throws um, a wrench in there. And I'm just really excited to find out what it will be. Yeah. I think my po- my major point is, and, I'm, and I, this is where I'm sort of going to leave it, is we need to, we need to keep in consideration that the two heads of both major units in Nintendo are... Farakawa and... Yeah, Farukawa and Bowser. Yeah, Farukawa. Yeah, whatever. Anyway, um, <laughs> they are they are they come in during the Switch's lifetime, mm. so they have not really been heavily involved with past iterations like the new the Nintendo DS to the the, the Nintendo 3DS to the new Nintendo 3DS. They weren't involved in anything like that. Well, they were there. They just weren't the presidents. Yes, exactly. Yeah, and obviously, like you know, they're not the ones going. Yes. You know, obviously that's somebody higher than them going, yes. A water with the, the hammer. Yes. yes. Pass it through. Pass it through. <laughs> it's a 3DS with a little bit more in it. Yep. I, I think they're probably going to be looking to make a bigger jump. I love the new 3DS. It was just like, do you want to still go? Do you still want the ability to go back to the menu when you're playing Smash Bros for 3DS? Get this one. Like, All right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I think, I think they realize because it could just be me, but I never owned a new 3DS. Right, no, and sure. the reason I never owned a new 3DS is because there was no real reason for me to purchase it. Like, yeah, yeah, no, there wasn't unless you you wanted like a poor port of Xenoblade and yeah, exactly. Yeah, I I think I think that's 
relatively probably the new case as well with people looking at it um, is they've come out of the sales out of all of it. I, I don't know how many uh, how many of the new consoles sold, but it wouldn't have been as much as what the original set of the 3DS oh, yeah, sold. Yeah, yeah, of course not, yeah. So it does it does sort of tell me that if they want to introduce a console uh, that is an upgrade from what is already pre- like previously existing, um, that they're going to have to put a lot more effort into in it to sell it. Mm. And I think We're like just, sorry, I'm just trying to get an idea of what you're thinking. Are you thinking this is another console with like exclusive games and stuff, or is this just <laughs> works with all the same games and it's all the same and this is just a bit more of a beefy version just for TV? Look, I don't know. Um and that's where the new three DS argument sort of comes back is they did have unique games and mm. stuff like that. Um so I think that's definitely th- definitely a thing that could happen. But I also think like considering where we're currently at at this point in time with this console being handheld and a home system um, that they're looking into options going forward where they can still sort of keep what they've got going because obviously it's quite a good thing and they're, you know, I don't think they'll ever hit numbers like they did with the Wii and I don't think they'll ever be able to replicate that ever again. Yeah, it we're at a sort of a crossroads at the moment where... It's been very successful. Um, I think a lot of people that want one have got one. Um, their big hitters are out. It's like, what what else can they do to keep driving that software and th- that hardware um, pickup? Because, mm. like, you know, at the start of this year, I wouldn't have said Animal Crossing is going to sell 22 million, 22 million. <laughs> in a few months. I wouldn't have said that. No. So, you know, they've got, they've got plenty more tricks up their sleeves. Wherever it is, just... Obviously, they can resell stuff to us. Um, yeah. They can maybe make that TV option where it appeals to people and that picks up a lot of steam as well. I just like, think a lot of people want to see, and especially a lot of the modders and stuff like that that they've taken down in recent times have been people that are like, here's a, four gray, a 4K texture pack for Breath of the Wild. or Yeah, that's the thing. You know. Yeah, I think I think that's sort of hit them in the head, and they're like, "See, I want. Why that. didn't we do that? Yeah, <laughs> I love the Switch, but I want those options. Yeah, yeah. you know, because we're to- like, I'm really liking what Xbox is doing with all their stuff. Like, I can get my Series X, and I can go and play Xbox 360 games and stuff. Stuff like Red Dead Redemption, where it has like a 4K texture update for it. Like, I sort of want that with Nintendo because I-, I love playing in portable, and I think Breath of the Wild's an amazing game. But I want to see that game just like being absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And um, not that it isn't, but it could be better. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. And it's just like you know, it's limited in uh, the hardware it's on, and it's still very impressive for what it's doing. But yeah, I'll just like to have an option because could you imagine a day when they um, do a direct and it is there's a new switch out. It's a it's a box that's about the size of a. For an iPad, not as thin as an iPad, but you know the same square, mm-hmm. and uh, it's coming out in two months. And Breath of the Wild Two is a, a launch game for it, and it looks stunning, and it does sort of scale back down to the Switch and Switch Lite. Mm. Could you imagine how big that would be? Just like that announcement, and like a few other games along with it. Yeah, like it, and with that box, it can run in 4K. It can do these things, but you can also still play it on existing portable and take it with you and all that like that would be amazing and that's the other thing as well is they also made a point with age of calamity announcement just before they even talked about it uh our numa was like 
ah, yes, uh, you're going to have to wait a little bit longer. So maybe that's also one of the things, like, in consideration. Like, it, yeah. is, it is just like, well, that's what we're preparing for, is something that's bigger than you probably would have imagined even just from the first game. So, yeah. Yeah. It's a, lot of, it's a lot to consider. Yeah, so there's definitely something hardware-related coming probably first half of next year. And I wouldn't be surprised if uh, yeah, Breath of the Wild 2 was the main... Um, sort of driver for that. Whether it's there, at, whether it's there at launch, I think it'd be a mistake not to launch it with Zelda, because they've proven that that works. Yeah, like the last uh, few launches of hardware, yeah. <laughs> even with Wii and all that too. So, yeah, I'm excited, man. I'm looking forward to seeing what it is. I, I just love uh, new hardware. So, oh, me too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just from that's like I remember still getting the 3ds and like hey, got nothing to play on it, but it was fun. Yeah, it's yeah, fun getting right. it. Yeah. And even with the Wii U, like, oh, new Super Mario Bros. again. Yeah, don't cool. have to don't have to talk to you about 3DSs. No, man, I like my 3DSs. Even, even you know, Switches. <laughs> <laughs> even Switches. You got yeah. three of them fucking things. Yeah. You? Hey, I use two of them quite a bit. And the Pokemon one uh, stays away. To keep it safe. Sit in its box. It's also my... No, it's, it's, in its, it's in a case. Okay. Draw. It's my least favorite color, though. So that's why I use it at least. No, you shouldn't have bought it. You know what? <laughs> What's three hundred dollars? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> you're the problem with this market. <laughs> yeah, well, you're not wrong. <laughs> Definitely not wrong. So yeah, um, that aside, yeah, man, I'm I'm kind of sick about just like oh, new hardware that'd be fun, but you know, stuff's just coming out frequently now, so. New bits of tidbits every day. You've got a big thing to talk about this week and we're already like 40 minutes in. Fuck me. Yeah. All right. Let's get through some news, Bryce, and right. we'll uh, end up with uh, the big Zelda news. Yep. Yeah, how's that sound? Yep. Let's Good. jump into it. Woohoo! Yeah! Is that all? I fight for my friends. My body is still Perfect. <laughs> I saw your hand go on that dial. I'm like, all right, I'm really going to fuck this up. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was expecting Boy, it to be. Fight for my friend. I was expecting it to be like that. All right. So let's get through, let's get through this at a rather uh, crisp pace. So this is one that I know you're especially excited about, and I am too. So um, at Ubisoft Ford uh, earlier this week, uh, Scott Pilgrim vs. The World. Oh, um, the game returns later this year with a complete edition. So very exciting. So this story is from Vux.net and the article reads, Once lost to the black hole of expired licensing rights, Scott Pilgrim vs. The World, the game is making a return to digital stores, stores with a complete edition. Uh, the new complete edition contains all the DLC originally released for, for the game Uh for this uh, 2010 game. Yes, it's been 10 years since the movie was released. Mm-hmm. Yes, it has. I watched the whole script read. They had the cast, like the cast get together on, on Zoom, obviously, because coronavirus, and they did an entire script read of the movie. Oh, wow. I watched the entire thing. I was like, hell yeah, I'm watching this. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. Um, just what I, I enjoyed the game. Like, I, I never actually bought it. I'm, I just played it with you at your place. Yeah. Um, and I had the soundtrack on my iPod and it's just like a banger soundtrack. It's really a great little chip tune 
uh, soundtrack? The main reason I still have my Xbox 360 kicking around, at least the family, because I've, I've, I've passed it on to other people that needed it or, you know, whatever. Um, Your grandma's playing Halo Reach. <laughs> And my grandmother wanted it for Netflix, but, you know, um, but yeah, then also uh, my mother took that off of her once she got something else instead and, you know, was using that for things as well, like DVDs or whatever. But I've always sort of kept that console around because in my head, I'm like, it's got Scott on it. Scott's on it. It's It's got Scott on it. Scotty. I can't, I can't get rid of it because I can't re-download it. And like I was, I was confident that that game was gone forever. And like Scott's uh, Scott Pilgrim's tenth anniversary was coming up. Like for the movie, I was like, "Oh shit!" I'm like, I would love to see that come back, but I'm not hopeful, considering that like Universal's got to renew the rights and all that shit, and you know what have you. But it's back, and I'm so happy because like even though that game is only really just a short romp, like it is such a fun time, and I just love that property so much. Scott Pilgrim is like, like I went and read all the comics and all that. It's great. Yeah. I wish I owned them, but I don't. I went and read them all online. Mm. No, you got to do what you got to do, man. Yeah. So you're going to be picking this up on Switch or? Oh, um, shit. Yeah. Yeah. Shit, yeah. Yeah. Perfect game for Switch. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You kind of only need, you only need Joy-Cons for this game. <laughs> kind of like everything that runs on the Switch. It's a perfect game for it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you only need Joy-Cons for this game, right? Like you don't need anything too complicated. It's not like Smash where like the optimal way to play is with, you know, four GameCube controllers. You don't need that. It, it is It is simple and basic enough of a uh, street brawler that you only really need two buttons and a and a wiggle stick oh i love the wiggle stick you know that's all that's all you need for it and it is it is just yeah it's a it's a overall fun time and if you like the movie like you love the game yeah definitely yeah yeah so it's uh it's gonna be great to have that back um when did it come out did i say when it was coming out no just said later this year i think oh um the price will be oh released this holiday the u.s pricing is 14 usd and uh will will yeah We'll find out when we get an Australian release date as well. That's a pretty good price considering, like, you put that on the eShop, you might be what, like... be 22 bucks here. 22? Yeah, I think so. I think it'd probably be closer to 25. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> but like, even, chuck it up a bit, a bit e- more. Even yeah. that considering, like, I, I want you to consider the fact that I bought this game for 20 on the Xbox and that's not with the additional content, mm. you know? Um, so that's that's a pretty good package for that price, I think. Like, the additional content was like five bucks each or something like that. So it was about 30. So if it comes out at about 25, I'll be happy. Uh, if it comes out at 30, I'll still buy it. Yeah, you know? they got you. Well, you know, that's the price I would have paid for it on Xbox, but I'll, I'll pay for it on the Switch anyway. It's like perfect little street brawler just to play on, on the couch. It's great. Save you from going up the street and beating up people in real life, I guess. That's right, yeah. And throwing trash cans at them and jumping in wormholes and going into shops to look at my overdue rent on my uh, movies. Well, that's getting, yeah, that's getting too real. Yeah, yeah. Blast from the past. All right. So also in Ubisoft Ford's, uh, Ubisoft Ford's thing, I don't really pay that much attention to it. But there's uh, this, and um, also Gods and Monsters <laughs> has a new December release date. Um, so this game sort of appealed to me last E3 when uh, Ubisoft showed it at their press conference, and the, the game was called yeah, was called Gods and Monsters, but now it's called Immortals: Phoenix Rising. Yeah. Um. And any Nintendo fan that looks at this, they'll probably say, oh, it's Breath of the Wild cross Kid Icarus. Um, Breath of the Wild because that's exactly what this game is mimicking. <laughs> yeah. And Kid Icarus because the main character 
is uh, sort of, it's got angel wings and bows and sort of the same weapons Pit has. So very similar. And um, the article reads, Gods and Monsters, uh, Ubisoft's Gods and Monsters, the answer to this question, uh, what would you get if you made Breath of the Wild about Greek mythology? Um, has uh, finally gotten a new name and release date to boot. During this morning's Ubisoft Ford presentation, the company announced that Gods and Monsters is now called Immortals Phoenix Rising. Set in the depths of Greek mythology, players will take control of uh, 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 Phoenix. Um a customizable character winged uh, demigod uh, who is on a quest to save the Greek gods from the dark and terrifying curse. Ubisoft also released a gameplay trailer uh, for the game, which shows that, yeah, it looks pretty similar to Breath of the Wild. Um, so I watched like a, a half an hour uh, gameplay from uh, Press Start. And this game is unapolog- unapologetically Breath of the Wild. Like in every every single way, like there's they've got the the shrines and everything. You go into them, and they've even got the same uh, mechanic of uh, like having the the magnets to like lift stuff up and all that. Like it looks identical. <laughs> like it, it's not it's not like oh yeah, it's like Breath of the Wild. It's, it's like you know, there's lots of open world games out there. It could be a coincidence. You know, Ubisoft's been doing open world games for most of the decade. Yep. Um, but this is like, oh my god, this is very Breath of the Wild. It's like something that come out um, that come out of early, uh, come out on early access uh, last week um, called Craftopia. I don't know if you heard about that. Yeah, I haven't. So um, that's basically like a couple of Japanese Japanese guys um, made a video game that was basically just their favorite game smashed into one game. So that's mm. like uh, Breath of the Wild, Harvest Moon, Pokemon, and like a bunch of other things. And well, that um, sounds good. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's got pretty positive reviews so far, but it does have like a couple of backlashes. Like it doesn't work well on AMD hardware at the moment, so they need to fix that. Um, and there's no dedicated service yet, so it's all peer to peer. So if you start building something with a friend, and then your friend's not online, you can't do anything. So it's sort of just like until they get dedicated servers in, right? Yeah, you know, you can't continue. Like it is it it. There's a lot of there's a lot of games obviously that try to draw that from Breath of the Wild and like obviously at the top we've got uh, Immortals there we've got Craftopia and we've got um, uh, not uh, yeah Genshin Impact mm. I keep thinking about Honkai Impact which is made by the same developer and then I'm just you know it's the same almost the same name uh, but Genshin Impact as well which is basically anime Breath of the Wild so it's sort of like you know, there's a lot of games that are sort of coming out now that are. Lisa has somewhat different mechanics though. Like this one, <laughs> it is it is just like blatant. Yeah, yeah, it looks like you, you'll see it. Like you know, you're moving blocks. Um, you know, with with the ability, and you put them down to unlock the door and like the shrine. I think what they called um they called vaults instead of shrines, for example. Like it's a pretty similar thing, and you get to the end and you like upgrade your powers. <clears throat> right. Yeah, like it's very similar. But at the end of the day, it's not a bad thing because. You got more options for that type of game if you really like Breath of the Wild. So, well, that's right, yeah. And I think yeah. like that's you know it, it is only an testament to how well Breath of the Wild has sort of influenced. Yeah, because we can't make the argument like um, that they're copying Breath of the Wild because Breath of the Wild copied like a lot of like the Far Cry mechanics of like you know taking down towers and all of that. That's oh very, yeah, absolutely, yeah. very much a Ubisoft thing that they've uh, had in their staple for many years before Breath of the Wild. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, if they want to borrow some things, cool. And hopefully Breath of the Wild, they'll <laughs> uh, too, they'll borrow some more things and keep it going. 
Yeah, kind of hoping they do they do push up on push up on that to be honest and just make something that's just like absolutely incredible. Yeah, by so the that, end of so, by so, the end of this process of copy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, the game comes out December third on all consoles, including Switch. Um, if I pick it up, I'll probably honestly pick it up on Series X, just because at the time I'll just want like a nice pretty game to play on my um yeah next generation console yeah i feel i feel that too yeah. and like i don't have a lot of faith that it will look great on switch fantastic no because yeah. like breath of the wild obviously optimized by nintendo i don't feel like ubisoft will put the same care into it but i might be wrong might be wrong you never know never know um so moving on limited edition fortnite themed nintendo switch is launching next month yeah uh, yeah 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 uh, yeah. It looks pretty cool. Well, it looks pretty cool. I'm not into Fortnite, but it's got like you know the the dock treatment with all the uh, different faces and that across the, the dock, and it's got a yellow and a blue Joy-Con. Um, and the blue Joy-Con around the home button has the battle bus, as you can see here. Yeah, Ross. I did see that. Yeah, yeah. So this is from my Nintendo news, and the article reads: Next month, Nintendo is releasing a limited edition Fortnite Nintendo Switch, uh, which will be available in Europe, Australia, and New Zealand. So no US. So if you're a big Fortnite fan there, you're left out. <laughs> It'll be available for purchase in Europe on the 30th of October. Um, I just read that. Um, Nintendo Switch console with a... U- oh, sorry. This is the dot points that it contains. A Nintendo Switch console with unique Fortnite design on the back. Exclusive yellow Joy-Con and blue Joy-Con. Nintendo Switch dock with unique Fortnite pattern. Fortnite is pre-installed, so you don't have to sit down and download it for half an hour. Uh, Wildcat bundle download code, giving access to the Wildcat outfit and two additional styles. A, a sleek strike back bling with two additional styles and 2,000 V-Bucks. I had no idea what I just read there, <laughs> except for the V-Bucks. I know that's currency. Say I'm up with the kids. Um, <laughs> there's no pricing confirmed for Europe at the time of writing, but we're still waiting on confirmation that it will be made available in the US, but it will cost um, 170 Australian. So we have a price, Bryce. So, yeah, it's just uh, you get nothing with it apart from some little Fortnite things. But if you're a big Fortnite fan, it might be something you're <clears> interested <throat> in. Um, if you're a scapper, maybe you want to sell it to a US friend for double the price because they can't get it there. Um, regardless... <laughs> It's up to you. Don't do that. (laughs) That's very rude. Yeah, that's very rude. That was a joke. Don't kill me. Um, Another one from my Nintendo news. Uh, So this is from the UK. So UK online retailer cancels some Super Mario 3D All-Stars collection orders due to lack of stock. Yes, they did. So so this is just a little bit of a warning to anyone out there who thinks they've secured a copy, but uh, maybe you haven't. So the article reads, online online retailer Base UK has sadly started to inform some customers that their pre-orders for the upcoming Super Mario 3D All-Stars has been cancelled. The reasoning given uh, is that their allocation of the game is woefully short and that Nintendo UK hasn't given any reassurance that there will be more stock after the game's release. Not a great start then. However, it is available to pre-order at other retailers and the Nintendo Switch eShop. And uh, the game launches next Friday worldwide. Tell you what, I better get my damn copy. (laughs) Yeah. I got on that first thing in the morning. I'm like, shit, better pre-order. Where did you you pre-order yours? Eb Games. Eb Games. Yep. I pre-ordered my one at Amazon Australia. I don't know why we're talking like that. I pre-ordered the Amazon Australia. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's contagious, bro. You're making us talk like 
I got it. I got plebs. on it. I got it on. I got on it immediately. First thing in the morning, I'm like, all right, pre-order it, get it in there. I'm like, because like I'm I'm pretty confident that I'll probably buy a digital copy as well anyway. If it doesn't turn up on time for obvious reasons, because I'm like, mm. but um, you know, I, I still want that physical copy because I know for a fact that they're going to be more limited than what the digital is. Yeah. After this first <laughs> run, that's it. They, they, they'll, they'll probably be gone. You get into the eShop, you're like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll download a copy. He's like, oh, sorry, we're out of stock. Like, what? <laughs> we're out of downloads. <laughs> Our bandwidth down- is up. We can't do it. But, you know, the physical copy, I think, like, that'll take less than two months to go. You know, they're like, we're removing it completely by March. But I can guarantee you they just won't produce any more copies past a couple months. Anyway. Mm. So get on it. If you want a physical copy, you better go get one. <laughs> yeah, it's honestly, a, it's a it's a it's a shitty situation. Like it, they um they have created a shitty situation by yeah. doing it. Yeah, if they Don't just said, "Hey, let's celebrate it. The game's out. Get it when um it's suitable for you financially because it is a shit time at the moment." Yeah, it would have. Yeah, don't know. I think we all feel like that, and that, and and it's pretty annoying. I understand maybe their reasonings. To some degree, because they did do it for the twenty um, fifth, yeah, with the re-release of the um, Murray World, uh, Murray All Stars Plus World, or whatever it was in the red case and all that mm. stuff, and that was a limited run thing as well. Um, but this is, yeah, yeah, it's a bit much, you know, it's a bit much. I think everybody's everybody's going to think about their financial situation more than they're going to think about feeding Mario's wallet at the moment. So, you know, unfortunately, yeah. Luckily yeah. enough, I still have the money to throw at it. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, his um his what Mario's wallet is so fat he can't even triple jump. <laughs> Whoa! Yeah, we're we're starting to come up with a new line of jokes in the same vein as your mama, but Mario's wallet. <laughs> Mario wallet. So Mario's wallet's so fat he can't even long jump. <laughs> Mario's wallet's so fat he doesn't even need the metal cap to sink to the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Mario's wallet's so fat his wing cap doesn't even work. <laughs> God damn. Uh, so moving on, No More Heroes 3 has been delayed until 2020. And uh, this is a, a statement made 2021? by... Yeah, 2021. I was going to say 2020. (laughs) It's been delayed to this year. Oh, Oh, okay. Um, So this is a statement made by Suda of uh, Grasshopper uh, Manufacture. Oh, yes, Suda. So take it away. Yes. So with an an announcement regarding the postponement of the release of No More Heroes 3, uh, reading through the comments of fans on social media, we know 2020 has been a very rough period for many of you. To everyone who has been waiting for further news and a release date confirmations uh, ever since the reveal of the trailer for No More Heroes 3 at TGA at the end of 2019, I would like to offer my sincerest, sincerest apologies. All staff members at Grasshopper have been working as hard as possible on developing the game in hopes of it releasing in 2020, but the effects of COVID-19 pandemic have unfortunately proven to be a real body blow to our schedule, causing unforeseen delays in development. Now that we have managed to get back on our feet with development, we have decided to focus on prioritizing quality and to therefore push back the final release date. Very sorry once again. We hope that everyone uh, who has been waiting patiently for No More Heroes 3 can 
understand and accept this decision, and we will continue to put every effort into the game's development as we shoot for 2021 release date. Uh, in other and uh, hopefully better news, we're extremely pleased to announce that uh, Derek Robertson of The Boys fame, and whom I am personally a huge fan, will be joining the project to provide illustrations for the game. We will be posting some original illustrations, so please check uh, check them out. Uh, please stay oh, boys. <laughs> tuned for key art from uh, Derek himself, and uh, as well as further announcements and news regarding No More Heroes 3. Suit so, so 51 of No More Heroes 3. That's a good show, The Boys. I haven't actually watched it. I hear, hear a lot about it, but I'm like, yeah. it's a good show. It's about a, about a bunch of bunch of rays going around and killing superheroes in a world of corrupt superheroes. Mm. Yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah, it does sound pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, um, obviously a shame that No More Heroes three, but it, if they came out and said, "Hey, here's a release date for No More Heroes three. It's November," I would have been more shocked than this. <laughs> you know, um, I really didn't expect this game to be coming out. No, um, yeah, look, I don't think we expect it much to coming out this year, like at all. Yeah. yeah. So, what are you doing? Yeah. Can't do much about it's it. It's a shame, but I'm looking forward to the game next year. Yeah. Should be a fun time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, this one's about Retro Studios, Bryce. <gasps> yeah. So, this is from videogamechronicle.com. And the title is, uh, Retro Studios has hired the director of Warhawk as its development lead. Oh, thank God you let me get my, get my gasp out. Mm. Yeah, you got to let that gasp out. <laughs> um, so industry veteran Dylan Job uh, has confirmed his role as director of yeah, director of development at, at Metroid Prime for developer Retro Studios. Job joined the studio earlier this year and has more than 25 years of development experience and has seen uh, has seen him work on titles such as Doom, Twisted Metal, Black, and Call of Duty Modern Warfare Remastered. Most significantly, he was director of 2007's PlayStation exclusive Warhawk. In his latest role at Retro, Job, Job is responsible for Metroid Prime's schedule, scope, and product quality according to a job description. He'll also handle performance elevations of development team members and act as uh, the... Uh, Lee Arison between departments to meet uh, production goals. Um, oh, I've just hit something here. <laughs> Good one, mate. Yeah, thanks, mate. Um, Nintendo announced. Oh, yep, uh, Nintendo announced in early 2019 that it has decided to restart development from the beginning for Metroid Prime 4, with producer uh, uh, Tensuke uh, Tanabe calling in series creator Retro to take over the pro- project from its original unannounced developer. Retro has been hi- hiring for Metroid Prime 4 ever since its job jobs page is still advertising for a lead animator. Animator. And what I can't talk, Bryce, I'm sorry. Animini. They're literally my brand is actually shutting down and boss AI designer along with other roles. one recent high is uh, Mirror's Edge Catalyst and Battlefield Five art director. Oh my god! You read what, what's that <laughs> name there? All right, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna read from here. Yeah, my my brain is dying. <laughs> All right. One recent hire is Mirror's Edge Catalyst and Battlefield Five art director Johnny Leongstead. <laughs> there you go. Cool. Yeah. Uh, Retro had been advertising for an art director role for more than a year before Leongstead's hiring. Veteran Halo creator 
Kyle Heffley also joined the studio's new lead character artist in August 2019. Heffley acted as a senior character modeler for the Halo series and modeled many of the armored super soldiers and alien warriors that appeared in Halo 4, Halo 5, and the upcoming Halo Infinite, including Halo 5's Master Chief. Uh, new Super Lucky's Tales. Uh, I hate that name. New Super Lucky's Tale, rather, and Donkey Kong Country Tropical uh, Tropical Freeze lead designer Stephen Dupree rejoined Retro in late 2019 after a two uh, two year absence. Retro Studios has also made Call of Duty Black Ops veteran Barathwaj Bat <laughs> Nandakumar as its leading engineer, having almost recently served the same role for the PC version of Call of Duty Black Ops 4. The Indian programmer had spent a decade at Activision working across every Black Ops installment to date and specializes in online tools and gameplay programming. Cool. Thank you for that, Bryce. Thank you for the save. You're welcome. Yeah, there was a lot of really (laughs) difficult names in there. Thank God. Thank God for that. So, yeah, um, great to see development is... uh, slowly getting there um, with a director and sort of being able to plan out the schedule and all so of that stuff. I just want it to come out with a with an absolute roaring bang yeah. with with good online and the works. Mm. Please. So it's one of those games where I can wait for, whether it's you know, three more years, four I more think, years. It I just, think everybody can. It just needs to be perfect. Good. Yeah. Oh, per- yeah. It needs to be very excellent. Perfect. Yeah. You know, you've got to scare them if you say perfect okay when we're talking about premiere things that nintendo has in terms of games you know we've got a we got a premiere third person shooter totally unique and that is splatoon we've got premiere fighter we've got a premiere kart racer you know (laughs) we got we got all these things but the one thing that every console sort of you know really really likes to look and dabble into is a a premiere first person shooter that is metroid Mm. (laughs) in a nutshell always has been but it's never had multiplayer that's been decent apart from maybe Prime Hunters and that was on a fucking console that required you to use either two friggin' sets of analog buttons or a friggin' stylus, you know? Yeah. It's it's They need this. <laughs> they need this. They need this on their console. They need it. But, like, more predominantly, if this new console is coming out, it needs better online capability. It needs to be better at handling online. Mm. Mm. Yeah. We'll see. We will see. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's getting there. <laughs> That's what matters. <laughs> the team's getting together. Yeah, they must have, like, you can just imagine when they got the go-ahead to do Metroid Prime 4. It's just, like, they had, like, all right, shit, let's get something together. And like you know, it's it's getting there. They got the director. Yep. So yeah, because I remember when we read that news, like they're like looking for a director. Like, <laughs> oh no, Jesus! <laughs> no, but they're taking their time and they're making it work. They're not just rushing it all out the door, which is good. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, that would be the worst thing. It's like it's out. It's like oh, this is not good. No, yeah. no, this is terrible. Yeah. So yeah. Um. All right. The big one, Bryce. Zelda game oh, out man. of nowhere. Mm. Yeah. You owe me a pizza. I don't, but we'll talk about that after. No, you definitely Fuck do. Fuck off. I do <laughs> definitely do. See, um, this, I found out about it. They dropped this at night. You sent me a message going, holy shit. I forgot what you actually said. Now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to actually try and find my messages, see what you said. Because <laughs> it was something, something like, justice for my pizza. 
It's something like that. Um, because I found out about like the Mario stuff. Like I checked my phone. Like, oh my god, here it is. Like you're just like losing your shit. All caps. And I just write, oh, well, there you go. There, there it is. There's the Mario Direct. It was a similar thing with um, <laughs> Zelda news too. So what did you say? It just in all, in all caps. Zelda is still a Christmas game, and that and that was it. Then you just think the video, which is very handy. Um, so yeah, I'm going to uh, pass this off to you, Bryce, because beautiful. My brain is slowly shutting down. <laughs> so this is basically just like a summary of uh, the announcement. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, it it did it did come out of left field. Yeah, it was like completely, really, completely, really yeah. out of nowhere. Um, Nintendo of America has confirmed this afternoon that there is a new Hyrule Warriors game in the works by Koei Tecmo and Nintendo. The new entry in the series is called Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity and it is due out on Nintendo Switch 20th of November. Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity takes place 100 years before the main story of Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. A century before the events of the Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild game, the Great Calamity occurred. Hyrule was plunged into darkness, devastated by an evil force which transformed the kingdom forever. While the Great Calamity is touched on in The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild for Nintendo Switch system, fans have never experienced what happened before that catastrophic event until now. In the Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity game, which launches exclusively for Nintendo Switch on November 20th, never would have guessed, uh, players (laughs) will be transported to the time before the Great Calamity happened, participating in epic battles against the backdrop of familiar locations in Hyrule before they were destroyed. The game stars recognisable characters from The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, like Link and Zelda, as well as other characters like the Four Champions, who will be playable for the very first time in the Hyrule Warriors series. Mm-hmm. The debut trailer can be viewed by visiting www.nintendo.com slash Hyrule Warriors. Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity is a must-play for fans of The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, said Nick Chavez, Nintendo of America's Senior Vice President of Sales and Marketing. The guy who's responsible for sales and marketing. Oh, you got to play this. you got to buy it. Like, seriously, it's a banger. Roll up your blue tunic sleeves and get ready for a dramatic and surprising adventure through Hyrulean history this holiday season. Uh, Hyrule Warriors The Edge of Calamity features gameplay that will be familiar to fans of the Hyrule Warriors and Fire Emblem Warriors games. Focused on performing combos and over-the-top special abilities, the action-heavy gameplay is fast-paced and strategic, perfect for players looking for an intense non-stop action game with direct ties to The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. In addition to the all-action... In addition to all the action, the game is loaded with a robust story that depicts the events, relationships, and dramatic moments of the Great Calamity in captivating detail. Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity finds plenty of inspiration from The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, not just in its visual style. Many of the most popular and fan-favorite characters from The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild are playable, including Link and Zelda. In addition to hacking and slashing their way through swarms of enemies to defend Hyrule, Players will solve environmental puzzles, unlock weapons and skills, craft materials, visit shops to obtain items, and use the power of the Sheikah Slate, which fans will recognize from The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. And then it's got pre-order information and some tweets. Cool. Beautiful. So, um, yeah, just really cool announcement. And, um, you know, the fact that we didn't know that there was going to be a game after sort of the Mario stuff that was happening... Um, having this was just you know, a real nice bonus, if anything. This was not leaked. No, not at all. Not even a little tidbit. Not even an inkling no. of a leak. Especially since like uh, 
I guess like the Mario stuff, um, sort of the the inner talking was that that was meant to be like five months earlier than it's happening now. Right. So that you know, that was more early stuff. So maybe that's why that leaked and this was probably always around this time. So maybe that's why it didn't leak. And, um, but still just like the story in Breath of the Wild, it's it's an absolutely fantastic story, fantastic world, but it, it isn't a strong point of the game. But having it now sort of in this this type of game where it's more you know, linear and um, really focusing on the war aspect where the you know, Dynasty Warriors is just like a perfect fit for it. Yeah, and that's the thing with this game is that it is that perfect fit for it because it is supposed to be depicting war like from the ground up mm. all the way through. Um, they've obviously with Hyrule Warriors and I think a lot of pe- where a lot of people are sort of like, you know, I've got my concerns is Hyrule Warriors was its sort of own unique story and Koei had, like, all the reins with it whatsoever. That is not the case with this one at all. Um, The development team behind Breath of the Wild are providing, you know, any insights, whatever it may be, uh, the storytelling, all that stuff, you know. They want everything to be... They want this game to be within a Breath of the Wild trilogy. So at the end of it, it is going to be like a full trilogy. Yeah. You know, um, so they're not going to be able to muck with it or what have you. They've they've given very direct orders to keep this thing as canon as possible. Mm. So that just means we're getting three Breath of the Wild games all up. Yeah. And it's kind of like a with the original Hyrule Warriors, it was very much like, you know, very fan servicey, like every character, and especially through the DLC, they just went nuts with the amount of uh, fanfare for Zelda thing. And, and that was one of the coolest things about that game. Yeah. Whereas now it's like, like just with the assets and everything being shared, um, it looks like Breath of the Wild. It does. Like obviously not from like gameplay. It's, it's, you know, it's very different. Well, I wouldn't say that just yet. There's a lot of things there that um, like if you I, I've been doing a lot of tra- whenever something Breath of the Wild comes out, I do a massive amount of trailer analysis. Yeah, and there is a lot of things there that you that has to be considered. Obviously, there is there is a few things like obviously your Muso attacks and stuff like that. They're all still there mm-hmm. because they're a warrior staple. But there's a lot of stuff from Breath of the Wild that's come back as well, including shield surfing, yeah, yeah. and uh, bullet time dodging and all that stuff as well. Like that's all present. Um, so obviously they're trying to take the best of both worlds from both mechanics of both games and meld them into one thing that fits the war centric. Sort of environment, yeah, yeah. No, I'm really excited to get into the story because uh, I guess spoilers for the last memory of Breath of the Wild, but that was one of the most uh, impactful moments of that game for me. Like, yeah, walking into that sort of area with heaps of guardians being deactivated, you're like, you know, shit, something happened here, and you find out. But that was like the climax of the war with all the guardians taking over the the, the town and everything. You're like, Holy shit! And yeah. now you're going to be able to play that, yeah. In this, you're gonna find out exactly like what happened, what all, and like the champions. You don't really get to find out much about the champions. Obviously, there's stuff in the DLC and all that, but now you can you're fighting as the champions and alongside the champions, which is really cool. Because like um, those characters, it's really they're like it's just a fantastic set of characters all together. They are, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like the thing is, is taking taking one from each race, major race of Hyrule is sort of like you know. It, it is it is already sort of a, sa- a staple in the series in a lot of the games, and that's included in like Ocarina of Time for obvious yeah, reasons yeah. and stuff like that. But I think the reason this is so important is because um, they feel 
in Breath of the Wild's universe far more ingrained to the actual purpose of defeating Ganon than they have before. Yeah, like before they were just sages and they you yeah. see them in cutscenes and they're holding bits of the Triforce. Just like, oh, yes, here is my medallion. Yeah. Take it and go forth. Whereas these guys were like, you know, they were pilots of giant mechs that were supposed to, you know, suppress Ganon, Calamity Ganon, mm. like with these lasers, which they still did, like... Obviously, if you play through Breath of the Wild, that's that's their purpose. They still serve their purpose. Yeah, but um, obviously, they there's a lot more to them, and they're before the story even starts in the prequel, technically as well. They're already very much well uh, chosen, you know, as those people, mm. and um, you discover that you know they they have this purpose, and they they're very aware of it, and they know what they need to do. Um, whereas in Ocarina of Time and stuff like that, they don't awaken them until you awaken them sort of thing. Yeah. They, they are the champions of Hyrule before you are even picked as the princess's champion in Breath of the Wild. So it is, yeah, it's, yeah. Quite, it's quite a thing. And just like that, 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 um, sort of snippet in the trailer where you can see Link just in the knight's outfit and you see like a hundred other people dressed in that same outfit, mm. like just like. Reminding you of like that moment in Breath of the Wild where you know Link was chosen mm. as well. It's like, yeah, I can't wait for it, man. I can't wait to just get this world more fleshed out and um, have a new appreciation for the uh, current Breath of the Wild and then moving into the sequel as well. Well, that's the yeah, that's the big thing is that because it's untouched canon, you know, because Nintendo are very much like you need to make this, you know, one hundred percent canon. No, no stuff around. I reckon they'll still probably bring back some of their old mascots from Hyrule Warriors, like uh, Sia and Lana and stuff like that, as unlockable characters once you finish the game and everything. Yeah, probably. But they, mm. but they go. They're definitely going to leave like the one hundred percent of the campaign untouched by any of these extra characters that aren't, you know, pertinent to the story. Yeah, just like Toon Link rocks up. It's like what? <laughs> it's like, ah, oh, yes, my good friend Toon Link has come to decide and help us with this war. Do you think they're going to go really uh, bonkers with the amount of characters you can play as? Are they going to keep it like, you know, Link, Zelda, the champions, a couple of other characters? It actually wasn't that bonkers in the original Hyrule Warriors. I think it was only about 22 to begin with. So that's actually not too bad, realistically. Mm. Um, You know, when you look at it, uh, I think I did up a list. It got got blown up a fair bit with the DLC with Hyrule Warriors Definitive Edition, didn't it? Yes, yeah, it did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, which I think that's sort of more what I'm thinking about, yeah. They will definitely touch upon... Talk for a second. I'll bring up a list of characters that I I'd done up. Mm. Yeah, because like um personally, I'm I just saw like the screenshots of uh, being able to play Zelda, and just like seeing like the Breath of the Wild sort of uh, graphics and art style, being able to play as Zelda. That's a uh, sort of what I've wanted in the Legend of Zelda series for a while, especially with uh, Breath of the Wild. Um, like going into it, we thought that we could play Zelda or maybe a female version of Link. So I'm quite looking forward to like playing as Zelda as well. That's probably one of the main as- aspects of the game. And being a being a player's champions like Garuk, um, be a lot of fun to play as just like smashing stuff with the hammer and everything. It's gonna be really really cool. Yeah, absolutely. I think I'm most most excited about playing is Mifa. Yeah, to be honest. Yeah, for sure. Something about something about Zora's in that game, uh, super fantastic. Like even just when you're working with Sidon to lower Varuda. Mm. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, anyway, uh, the. The, the list that I had conjured up was um, Link, Zelda, Mifa, Daruk, Revali, Abosa, Impa, because Impa's in the trailer. Oh, yes, yeah. Uh, Pura, because, well, 
why not? She might as well be in there. Um, King Rome, um, a younger King Dorofan, maybe, because as far as I'm concerned, we haven't seen him in any flashbacks, which leads me to believe that maybe he was like more something along the lines of like Sidon's figure at some point. Um, Master Koga, Phantom Blight Ganon. Oh, you reckon you play as them? I reckon, um, well, okay, Master Koga, you know, lives a Sheikah's life, presumably as old as what Impa and that are. Yeah. Um, and Phantom Blight Ganon, because I feel like you can't really 100% put all th- all four of the Blights in and be like, ah, yes, you know, they're definitely different characters. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> feel like... That's necessary. I feel like like a Phantom Ganon because we never got a Phantom Ganon in the original would sort of fit a bit more. What about the, the playing as the Guardians? That'd be cool. That would be cool. Um, they put like a perspective from like the the opposing side. Whether it would happen though, because I feel like Guardians are going to be like what um, King Dodongo and all that were in the original Horror Warriors. Mm. Um, anyway, um, uh, Wizro. Because I feel like they f- they still kind of need to fit a uh, sort of another enemy in there that does something. And they're the most mysterious enemies in Breath of the Wild, realistically. They sort of just hang around burnt down villages. Mm. They kind of, you know, bop around there. Um, <laughs> Lionel. So, gold Lionel. Um, Hestu. Uh, oh, gra- yeah, yeah. <laughs> great fairy. Because um, they'll... They found a way to fit it in the original game. I don't see why they wouldn't be able to. Uh, Mars Koshia probably is an unlocked, unlockable character, which is the last monk um, to get Link's Divine Beast. Mm. Um, uh, the Guardian Egg thing that's rolling around. I don't know what the fuck that thing is about. Like in the in the promotional material, there's this thing that's like a tiny guardian. looks like an egg. Yeah. Yeah. Well, do you, my sort of theory on that was before everything happens and the guardians go bad. Do you reckon this is like a little helper guardian, like an RT, R2-D2 type of guardian that Link or someone has? I have a feeling he's like a repair unit. Yeah, like R2-D2. Because that is a cool idea, yeah. having like a little guardian as like your helper. Yeah. And it's going to be like devastating when you have to kill it because <laughs> it turns. Yeah, yeah. See, yeah, because I just saw it here. I'm like, huh. Because that yeah, that is a... Like this, this art just in general, man, like... Yeah, I'm sure you've seen it. It's just like amazing. There's a lot to it, yeah. Yeah. You're just like, holy hell, what could happen here? You know? There's a lot of things, obviously, that still need that have needed to be explained for a very long time. I don't think like, you know, that has to be said any less. Um, so honestly, like I think I think like the, the character roster is gonna be pretty modest and you're gonna have like plenty of options. Um considering they still managed to fit 22, I think it was into the original cast of um, Hyrule Warriors. I think they could probably manage around about the same. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, looking forward to it. Um, I never thought I'd be looking forward to a Musu game so much, but, I mean, they sort of, like, made the exact thing I'd want from that type of thing, so. And, I mean, that's the thing with this and this and probably uh, Persona 5 The Strikers as well is that because they're directly tied to canon, like even if mm. you don't particularly feel like a Muso game, you'll definitely stay for the story. Yeah. And that's m- the most important thing. Like I reckon that's probably the only reason I haven't gone back to Fire Emblem Warriors to finish it is because it's not canon to anything and it kind of just feels a little bit messy. Yeah. 
And so I'm kind of just like, mm, do I really want to go back to it? Not particularly. Like going through Hyrule Warriors, that that in itself was a little bit messy, but it was still sort of like right up my alley because it's Zelda. Yeah. But I, I have a feeling like I'd be way more into this because it's canon to something that, you know, I'm already quite passionate about. Yeah. And I, the thing with this as well is it looks like the game we love as well. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas like Hyrule Warriors, it was his own thing. Like, you know, Link... You know, he's, he's their own creation. You know, they've put a blue scarf on him and, yeah. you know, he's different, which yeah. is still, still a really cool design, mind you. Yeah. 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 But still yeah. a fantastic design. And even the Impa, that, like that game has probably my favorite Impa design of all time, you know, with the giant fucking great sword katana thing. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It was really dope. But like, you know. It, like Linkle? And Linkle. Yeah. 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 Linkle as well. But like, I do think like as, as nice as all that was in Hyrule Warriors at the same time. Uh, this one being so closely canon related is going to like already tug at the heartstrings, mm. you know. And I think that's I think that's you know perfect. Yeah, yeah. I never even thought I'd be playing a Zelda game this year. So yeah. Well, speaking of, speaking of, speaking of. So Bryce, I'm gonna have to bring us to Reggie's record because, uh, <laughs> you said earlier like, why aren't you replying to any of my messages? So basically, I go on, I go on to Twitter. <laughs> And you're like, oh, Drew owes me. You essentially said Drew owes me that pizza. I'm like, I want my pizza. And I'm like, you fucking serious for this? So we got go on to Reggie's rec room, Bryce. I need I need a bit of uh, we need a judge. <laughs> hey, Twitter's judging. Twitter's judging. Oh, two of our fans have already put their head in. Yeah, well, they're wrong. Giving me a mushroom <laughs> kingdom full of incredible memories that I will never forget. Ever. No, we won't forget. Reggie won't forget. Oh. Not happy memories today, Reggie. First week back in two weeks. Sorry, mate. <laughs> it's a bloodbath in here. It's a bloodbath. Making bloody Marys today. Oh, I don't like bloody Marys, Bryce. No. Don't you make too many. Just make one for yourself, mate. <laughs> Beautiful. So we made a bet. I kind of. I was gonna go back to the episode and like get a snippet of us making the bet, but I couldn't remember what the hell episode it was. Well. Um, was it last year or early this year? It was early this year. Um, and the bet the bet was more or less because the rumours had already come out about like the Mario 3D collection and all that stuff. Because the bet like the bet was is Breath of the Wild 2 coming out in 2020. Yes. I said no, you said yes. Mm-hmm. Breath of the Wild 2, the no. game we were talking about that was announced at E3. It's not coming out this year. It is absolutely not. But your your counterpoint to that bet was Mario was going to be the Christmas game. It was just Breath of the Wild. Yeah, but Zelda. You, it, was you, the, it was the Zelda game. Later on in the year, you're like, you were like, Mario is go- Mario's going to be the Christmas game. I'm like, I'm like, I don't, I don't think Zelda's going to be the Christmas game anymore because of coronavirus. But that wasn't the bet. No. Yeah, but I didn't bet anything on that. It is it is still a Zelda <laughs> sequel. It is still a Zelda sequel, and better yet, it's not the game. In the actual presentation, Anuma said the game is still coming. Yes, but it is still one hundred percent Breath of the Wild related. Yes, it's Breath of the Wild related. One hundred percent Breath of the yeah. Wild related, and it's not the game we made the it, bet on. It is not the game we made the bet on. So why do you get the pizza? Because it is Zelda Breath of the Wild related, which is damn well <laughs> close enough. Not. It is. It is dead on. It is the prequel instead of the sequel. 
Done. It's not the game we were talking about. It is still a prequel instead of a sequel. It's a prequel to Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm. We're talking about Breath of the Wild 2. Yes, which I retracted <laughs> later on, in fairness. But I do remember you actually saying something about, I'm pretty confident that Mario is the Christmas game. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's got nothing to do about our bet. Okay. Then where are we sitting? That's the thing. We're not going to budge. No. <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say, oh Bryce, you cannot you cannot fault me for the fact that I was that fucking close that it hurts. Like very so fucking close. It is a Breath of the Wild game. It just happened to be not be that Breath of the Wild game. We did not know that game was coming. <laughs> that is bullshit. See, I just feel like you're just pulling strings. Like you can make... Well, I get the argument like, oh, you know, that game, what we made the bet on wasn't that, but there's this other game, so I can like sort of twist some shit. How often does that happen in a bet that you could bet on something where it's like, oh, yes, the sequel will be coming out this year, and instead <laughs> the unannounced and uncompletely leaked prequel comes out <laughs> instead as the Christmas game? Yeah, that's great. It's awesome. What the fuck? No. But, like, we'll talk... At E3 last year, they announced a, 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 a sequel to Breath of the Wild made by the Zelda ta- team internal at Nintendo. We're talking about that game. And that game is not this year. And I was dead that was, set it was still going to be this year. And that was our bet. I was dead set it was going to happen. Then Corona happened. And now it definitely isn't happening. See... It might not even be, like, obviously, Corona probably was the reason, but it could have been the reason of the Switch, the next Switch model as well. They could it could have, have as well. But, yeah, I, I don't think we're going to find a, find out about that until no. it actually happens. We'll have to ask the Numa next time he's on the show. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> whenever he turns up. But you cannot tell me that that's absolute bullshit. Like, the, like the Christmas game, because I was like, Breath of the Wild 2 is going to be the Christmas game. And even though I withdrew it, and I'd be gone back on that fact because I'm like, coronavirus happened. That's fucked, you know, that, that's completely thrown out the window. The fact that the prequel instead is the Christmas game. What? Come on. Yeah, I, no, I know, it's, it's nuts. All right, come on. Budge here for me a bit. That was so close at her. Yeah, well, the, the interesting part was a lot of, all of Nintendo stuff leaked this year. Like, you know, Paper Mario, Pic- Pikmin, then like, just like, bam, out of nowhere, here's a Zelda game here's in two months. Here's a Zelda game for Christmas. Yeah. What? Yeah, it's nuts. Like it's awesome because I w- I was almost confident that uh, Mario Collection wasn't going to happen because I was like, you know, I'd feel yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I don't you talking about that. Yeah. I don't feel like Nintendo would do it, and then they did do it. But then I was even more like, like, what the fuck? It's not the Christmas game because we all expected like. You know, I was expecting Breath of the Wild 2 because it was something that, one, they'd already announced and two, you know, it's coming into the season where it's like they need something to push Switch consoles. Yeah. And then you were like, oh, what about the Mario Collection? I think that could be the Christmas game if that's the case. I'm like, mm, I still don't think it exists. Well, I was dead wrong on that. I'm more than happy to admit that. It definitely did exist. <laughs> but for some reason, it's in September and not the Christmas game. But now all of a sudden, it's like... What a week after that presentation, after like I'd sorely given up that we're going to get any Breath of the Wild news for the rest of the year at this point because of the shit that they'd dropped in like the last month, that they go on to say, oh yeah, Breath of the Wild prequel, November, bye, Christmas game. (laughs) 
Yeah. And I'm like, fuck you. That's, that's the thing. Like on, on, on Twitter, when you were saying, oh, you know, Drew owes me a pizza. I'm like, you know what? Here's bloody, like, you know. No, I, I said it, I, I it, earned it, that pizza. To be fair, I did earn that pizza. <laughs> I was just like, oh, f- get fucked. And look, that, that is like why I didn't reply a couple of days. I'm like, I'm not going to fucking fight over if I owe you a pizza over text message. I earned that pizza. Looks, I so earned that did pizza. Did you tag me? In it? I'm just going to see if I can find I it. I 100% did. No, I'll find it for you very quickly. Okay. And Metadox agrees. Thank you very much. Uh, Zelda is still... Okay, here we go. <laughs> Zelda is still the Christmas game. This is so goddamn out of left uh, out of left field. My earlier year Breath of the Wild 2 Christmas prediction was literally thrown off by a Breath of the Wild prequel instead. Who could have seen this coming? I, Drooby. It's still Breath of the Wild, even though it's not Breath of the Wild 2. I earned that pizza. <laughs> And then Meta said, Drew, get this man a pizza. And Jamie Penning liked it. He liked it. He oh, did. Yeah. He did. Get this man a pizza. These people listen to us bitch on for hours and found <laughs> hours on end. I think they would know. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm pretty confident that I was that close enough to the prediction that it was like, well, it might as well be. Technically, in some ways, it is a sequel. It is not the sequel. <laughs> no. It hurts. It's not the game. I'm sorry, Bryce. It's not the game we made the bet on. It, that fucking hurts me. <laughs> so, is this bet just null? Or do I owe you a pizza? No, you owe me a pizza. But, no, because that's <laughs> fucking bullshit. Because... How could I have predicted one coronavirus was going to happen and then two, it was going to be a prequel? You couldn't have. That's, that's what a bet is, man. Oh, my that's God. That's what a bet is. No, that's fucking I c- crap. I can make a bet that something's going to come out and a meteorite hits the South Sea and washes it, you know. <laughs> I, want, I want somebody to actually um, clarify because I'm not sure if we ever did, but I want to clarify if, because I feel like we have had a bet on Mario happening whether it was the christmas game or whether it was going to happen at all but i don't remember i don't think we did i don't I'm think not, we did i'm not sure because i think we just talked about it i'm like oh i think it's the christmas games you're like oh i'm not sure i'm like oh. i remember seamus saying as well but you know it's probably not and i'm like yeah i don't know it's just i, I find it so weird that it was not the christmas game hmm. like oh well people can still buy it for christmas i mean obviously you can make it the christmas game obviously this is like a really good good like first case scenario of like shit we still got zelda this year holy crap yeah yeah but like you know with with mario and its anniversary and like all that i would have thought that just would have sold switches at christmas time like hotcakes it will like (laughs) i almost expected that like those two probably would have been switched around even with like a two-week time frame difference Mm. it's one of the um 3D All-Stars is one of the most sold games on Amazon at the moment and it hasn't even released yet. Yeah. Like it's nuts. Yeah. Yeah. Like that that's that's crazy to me. Like and mm. the fact that th- that didn't go closer to Christmas is even more baffling. And obviously the fact that it only lasts 6 months is even more baffling. Yeah. Well, yeah. we we got to decide this, bros. Whether we get external help or we I make- think I think we should get external help on this. Okay. I th- I think I think it's so bullshitly close. That it but annoys it, the shit out of me. No, because you would argue the it, same point. I get it though, but you, you would argue it's not the game you would talking about the same point. If it, you were in that position, you'd be like, "Oh fuck!" Like if they were like, 
To be Mario, honest, Mario 3D All Stars. Let's say Mario 3D All Stars was the game at the end of the year, and you're like, I think it will have Galaxy 2 as well in it, and then it didn't, and you'd be like, Oh, that's fucking close enough. That's so close, wouldn't you? Don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't want to answer that because you know it. I don't think I would, but it's so fucking close. Like it's so dead on close, yeah. and it annoys the shit out. But they're two. They're two different games. One is developed by Koei Tecmo. Yes. The others is developed by internal Nintendo. Internal team. But it was it is also largely being handled by the internal Breath yeah, of the Wild yeah, yes, team yes, too. Yes, I know, I know. But they are two different games. We we're talking about one particular game that was not coming out this year. Yes, but they just also happen to be within the same goddamn series. It doesn't even matter about the series. They're two different games. Legend of Zelda. Doesn't matter about the series. And a whole subgenre of fucking Zelda games of having a hero of time, a hero of space, a hero of the Twinkie under the couch. Wow, I'll play that. <laughs> Motion controls. It, it happened to be the hero of the wild story, and it was just a fucking prequel instead of a sequel. That's so fucking irritatingly close. That hurts. That is so close. I'm sorry, man. It could have been like. I'm sorry. It could have been like You're making me feel bad. It could have been hey? Mario. No, just, 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 yeah. I, I, I think leave it to a vote or counselling from other people. Counselling. You'll need some counselling. Yeah, I'm gonna this. Fuck, I'm gonna fucking need some counselling after this. I was that close with that prediction. That hurts. <laughs> it was so fucking close. And that was that was made at the start of the year. Yeah. Before Corona, and I was like, oh, fuck, like, I've lost this bet at the end of the year. But then, like, it's that close that I'm like, arguably, that's up for debate. Well, okay, well, let's, let's come at from this aspect then. So, we made the bet, it's Breath of the Wild 2, the game that was shown at last year's E3, the game that was teased, uh, is that coming out 2020? It's not coming out 2020, but because there is another... Uh, game set in that universe because coronavirus happened and because that was just so unforeseen. Um, Literally, by, the hell by many thing. of us. Does that mean that I then lose the bet because of coronavirus and there's a game that also has link in it from that timeline? The exact same so, link. So does that mean I lose because oh no coronavirus? So no, Drew, your bet was so that loses even though. I said the game but wasn't that, coming out in 2020, and but it's not. That's also the argument that I'm trying to make that we're not going to come at a stalemate from. Is that like what I'm saying? Is if they put Mario, if if you said, "Oh yes, the Mario collection is going to have Galaxy 2 in it," and if it was the Christmas game and that was the case, and it didn't have Galaxy 2 in it, and it was just the collection we were seeing, you'd be like, "Oh fuck, it's close enough," you know. You're not. Nobody's going to admit to that because at this stage <laughs> in the game, like in your head, you're like, "I've won this" because it's not the exact same thing. But it's that digitally, like marginally close, that it hurts. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. Right. Yeah. yeah. Because like everything, but everything, it's not, it's not close enough. Literally, if you, if you have, you still have two numbers left on the cross lotto, and it's oh that was close. Well, too bad. You don't get to debate with your mate whether you know those numbers should be flipped and like oh no, I've won I now. Don't, I don't, I'm not mates with the cross lotto guy. All right. <laughs> You love the cross lotto guy. No, look, I went and put a ticket on today, all right? Did I, you? Fucking, I won $8. I lost two. So, <laughs> Did you put 10 on? Yes, I put 10 on. I've got a ticket in my pocket now. I've got to check next time I'm in the pub to see if I've won any money. Oh, uh, well, good luck, mate. I hope you go better than this one. And then, look, I tell you what, if I fucking win money, I'll, give, I'll buy you a pizza oh, as a friend. <laughs> all right? But listen, it, it, is, it is like 
oh, it, it just hurts so much. It's just like everything, everything coming down to it. Yeah. Well, you know, either of us could have been in that position. If I was in that position, I don't even, I don't think I would have thought that, you know, a horror warriors game coming out. If I was in your position, I, I wouldn't have even thought, oh yes, I've, I've got him. It's like, well, no, it's not the, it's not the game, but it, it's just it's everything. And the breath of the wild team is so in close development with it because it has to be canon down to the 100% T. Like it, that yeah, is, yeah. they have made that very clear. Yeah, they said they said it in the trailer, but they are very involved with it. And the only difference is, is that instead of being called Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild prequel, and it's instead called Hyrule Warriors, and it's a completely different genre. Yeah, <laughs> a completely different genre. It's, <laughs> it's an overworld action game instead of a Muso game. It's yeah. still a hack and slash game that's set in the oh, exact no. same place and time. As the pre-memories of Breath of the Wild with the exact same enemies that you've been seeing in Breath of the Wild, which are the same assets that you're going to be seeing in Breath of the Wild too. Uh, I feel like we can yap, we can yap on about this forever. Um, but how, how are we going to get the vote on this? Discord. Discussion in Discord. What about- I, 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 want, I want a discussion in Discord about it. All right. All right. I'll put Does it on. Make sense? What about Twitter as well? Should I put something on Twitter yeah. in uh, two days time? I mean, you can if you want, but I feel like- I feel like the the most venerable discussion is probably going to come from Discord. All right. So if anybody wants, uh, wants two cents on this uh, great pizza debate. This great pizza debate, yeah. Uh, you can join our Discord in the invitation in the show notes. But yeah. I just feel like we bet it. We bet. Last time I say this, we bet on a game. That game is not coming out. That is what we made the bet on. I which, I, which I do agree on. Yes. I do agree on that it was not that game, but it was also a statement I retracted later on in the year after unforeseen coronavirus problems. Because I knew I'm like, all right, fuck it. That's it. It's gone. Because development's going to shut down on that game for at least six weeks, eight weeks, whatever. That's going to be a huge cut to time loss. And then it's even, even despite that, it was still Zelda anyway. And it happened to be in the exact same thing and made a Breath of the Wild trilogy instead of a duology. Yeah. I mean, if you said a Zelda game or a... Um, you know, uh, Breath of the Wild based universe game, but that's that's how hair inchingly yeah. close that is. That is that ha- that is how hair inchingly close that is. Because yeah. we weren't even thinking that there's going to be another game in that universe. I did not know that was there was no. ever going. I don't think anybody could have predicted a Hyrule Warriors sequel, no. let alone a third Breath of the Wild game. There no. was a meme rolling around about it when Breath of the Wild Two was teased, and it's just like. Time traveler, it's like, oh, Breath of the Wild. Which one? Are, which one are you playing? I love that trilogy. <laughs> Somebody predicted it like nine months ago. Ten. Whenever. When was it announced? Like, shit. Breath of the Wild two. E three last year. Yeah. Yeah. So they they predicted it. Literally a year before it was announced. Over a year before it was announced. Yeah. So like that is that is like the hair I'm on here, and like shit that is so damn close. <laughs> I'm like the re and and my reasoning was because I'm like Zelda will sell consoles, and it will just with a different game, and it just happens to be almost almost there. It's not though. It it's is not almost there. It adds one hundred percent to the canon. It adds to the canon, but it's not the game. Anyway, we're just repeating ourselves. We're not going to uh, get to a conclusion here. All right, Discord. So in the Discord and on Twitter or just just any platform where we can engage with one another, but mainly those two. Mainly Discord, though. Mm. 
Yeah. So, I, feel, I feel like that's where the most like venerable discussion will be thanks to character limits. All right, before we finish this, Bryce, let's have a hug it out, mate. Give, yeah. us, a, give us a handshake. It's all right. At the end of the day, all right, oh, we're friends. Come here, mate. We're friends. This is just like the niggledy-piggledy. This is the niggledy-piggledy of it all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. If anybody remembers words that we've said on the podcast, you'll probably remember it better than we do. So, yeah. yeah. I think I think that's why Discord discussion is good. Great, even. Mm. All right, let's wrap it up there, Bryce. Everybody, thank you very much for listening to The House of Mario, episode 159. If you enjoy the show, you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Make sure it's that five star so we don't get depressed. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Well, you know, to be honest, if I, if I go on Apple Podcasts and I see a one-star review, I'm going to be pretty upset. Oh, Just letting you know out there. Poor boy. I will be pretty upset. Poor boy. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can follow me at iDruby. You can follow Bryce at IVRevin. And you can follow the show at The House of Mario. Of course, get in that Discord community of ours to uh, talk about this very important uh, debate. Uh, the invite is in the show notes. And this week's Nintendo Jukebox is a, a, bit, of a, a bit of a ditty. From Scott Pilgrim vs. The World, The Game. And the song is called Just Like in the Movies. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Animatoguchi. Yeah. So this mm. is one you picked out, Bryce? Yes, it was. Yeah. yeah. Had to have a Scott Pilgrim song in here. Yeah. Just, that's how it had to be. Absolutely. So until next time, guys, the doors to the house of Mario are closed. Catch you later. Bye. <laughs>